Skills Kansas 80, State. That was a big balls three. Three minutes ago. Big balls three. Instant reaction. This is an unbelievable thing for me to see. My favorite team, my true favorite team. Less mistress, more side piece. And maybe a few regrettable decisions. Oh, he's got bust written all over him. Gudikin sucks. Jordan Edison ran a 5-3-40 and he's Tristis height. I'd take him. You know what you shouldn't have done? Bet on the Wizards. Yep. Now, live from Washington, D.C., it's Ryan Horvath, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashew. Game one of the World Series, first pitch in just over an hour. We got a whole rack of NBA games and even maybe some college football Friday night games if that's what you'd like to partake in. Ryan Horvath, Trista Crick, Nick Ashew. We're on Twitch, we're on YouTube, we're on the Odyssey app. There's a look at Jimmy Butler walking in. Got his with bucket his, hat going. He's always ready to go. I saw it in his eyes. Yep. I saw it in his eyes. He says, big night tonight. That's what he's looking for. Big night, big buckets, and Jimmy Butler thought, and he thought he was going to be a teammate of Damian Lillard. You know what? It is a sick place on Heat Reddit. It's one of my favorite things to do is to just experience their pain live. They keep saying, you know what? I'm so glad we get to experience Nikolajovic's development instead of getting Dame. By the way, <laughs> uh, Nikolajovic was a DMP CD. Uh, and I like, I'm so happy that we get to see Jaime Jaquez. I think he had like four points. And instead, Dame Lillard, 39 points for the Buckaroonies. Yep, yep. He looked good last night. I, I talked with a lot of people out in Milwaukee. They're oh, excited. 82-0. Yeah. and 0. <laughs> Even the guy at my vitamin shop. I told you about this. He's a big Bucks fan. And he's oh, like, yeah. I told you about Dame. And I'm like, pump the brakes. Yeah. By the way, everyone knew about Dame. And, uh... Yeah, Winkler's 82-0. and I told him, I said, you also said after week one the league wasn't ready for Jordan Love. So maybe just pump the brakes a little bit. It's a long yeah. season. I feel really good about Boston, to be honest with you Same. guys. I think this is their year. And then in the West, um, I keep going back and forth, back and forth. But I have until October 29th to make my official prediction. I could go back and forth until then. But I think I'm going to go back to the Nuggets. Yeah, I think I'm going to be lazy. Is that for title? Yeah, I'm going to be lazy. I just don't trust the Suns. Like, I don't trust all three mm-hmm. of these guys, all three of their superstars, to be out on the floor every single night, even when we get to the playoffs, even if they use load management. So, well, they're clearly already doing that. I watched Denver, <laughs> man. And I mean, you said this, Nick, and actually, both of you guys said this. Like, they could probably uh, go on like a little Warriors run here, a little dynasty, mm-hmm. if they stay healthy. That's what it comes down to. Can Jamal Murray stay yep. healthy? But you watch them, and they have so many guys that could catch and shoot the basketball. Christian Brown has gotten a little bit better, it looks like. Didn't go over five and a half points, unfortunately, mm-hmm. for me the other night. Only had five. But, yeah, so I'll be lazy. And I'll just go with uh, Denver and Boston. In but the I don't think that's yeah. lazy. Like, you're watching a team that just won the title, and you're saying they have a chance to win the title again. Yeah. You know, like, I hate when people get, like, down and put, like, chalky picks like that down. Like, okay, yeah, you're not going to get the value in that if you bet it. But, like, the Nuggets are really good. Like, let's not overthink this here. There's a reason why they won the title last year. And we'd be talk- more people would be talking about them as a dynasty. if they w- Still, I believe, if they weren't the Denver Nuggets. Yeah. Like, if the Lakers won last year, yeah. they'd be talking about the Lakers being a full dynasty if they looked exactly like this Nuggets team. For sure. And speaking of the Nuggets and a couple of plays, I need to give this out because the game is about to start. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Unload anything at seven, guys. I have a 30-1 to parlay that I am absolutely in love with. Uh, Desmond Bain... Over three and a half threes. He had ten three att- three point attempts the other night. I think he's gonna have. Fi- he had five threes made, so I think he's gonna probably attempt 
eight to ten threes tonight. I think that's going to be kind of the M.O. for him as long as John Morant's not there, especially since Marcus Smart's not the one to be the perimeter guy. Uh, Michael Porter Jr., we're going back to the well with him. Michael Porter Jr., eight rebounds only, not ten. Listen, I think that's going to be his new role. We know that the Memphis Grizzlies don't have uh, interior rebounding. It's just Xavier Tillman now, and that's it. Aaron Gordon, I think this is a great matchup for him. His size and athleticism is going to be able to, especially like back cutting, I think him to get 12 points is a really great look. And then KCP. KCP didn't even get going from the perimeter yet. He only had two threes. I think he could have three, four threes. Just for him to get 15 points. All of those together, folks, 30 to 1. 30 to 1. Alert, alert. Hopefully it hits. What are you most concerned about? KCP? Like, none of it, to be honest, because you're on a roll with these things. I'm just thinking, like, yeah, I mean, KCP, I feel like, could be a night-by-night thing, but at the same time, I'm also on him tonight, 10-plus points. Like, we're actually very similar, I think, in this game, because what we saw the other night, you watch Denver and go, you're getting even more than what you expect from a lot of these guys, like some of the role players. No, Bruce Brown, too. It's funny. I don't. I, I mean, I, I don't have yours memorized, but I want to see how many of these are at least similar in this parlay that I have. That's a uh, little over plus six thousand. Mm. Michael Porter Jr. Like that. Eight plus rebounds. Love Literally that. the exact same one, right, obviously well. that you had. Contavious Caldwell Pope ten plus points. Love so it. you know that's. Then it's uh, Jamal Murray three or more th- or th- over three and a half threes. I okay. bumped that up. So obviously this is a bigger so that's one aggressive, here. Aggressive, but I like it. It is. It's definitely aggressive. Uh, re- you got to get a little aggressive if you want to get these prices oh, though. Yeah, so it's true. Uh, Reggie Jackson just twelve plus points, rebounds, and assists. Oh, like I love that. pretty I love low that. for all three of those. Love it. And then Desmond Bain. 35-plus points, rebounds, and assists. He had 31-5-5 five five last That's game. It? And it's 61? Uh, and then oh. there's one extra, which nobody's been talking about him yet, and that's why I can't wait to watch this Spurs game. Keldon Johnson. Alternate points and rebounds, 30-plus. He had 17, oh, so 9, in. and 7. So I added that on top. That's plus 6,255. Oh, I love that. Yeah, parlay. like watching the sp- – and, and that's not, I mean, Devin Vassell, I always want to say Vassell. I will always want to call him Devin Vassell. He's I don't so know why. I took a, just his just 20-plus points for him, but separately just on its own. Yeah. But, like, watching that Spurs game – the, the opening night, and plus the Spurs are also playing the Rockets, who don't play any, any defense. defense. And the Grizzlies Jinx. already look like a mess. <laughs> Jigs, Grizzlies look like a mess. Um, my only concern about this is that it, like Desmond Bain, yes, the rest of the Grizzlies could be so bad that totally. this is a blowout, and, and the, the Nuggets yep, are sitting. And then they sit their stars. I was thinking the I same thing. I debated that, and I said, you know what, I'm going with it. And I think that's more likely for Jamal Murray and Jokic, mm-hmm. less mm-hmm. likely for some of the role players. Yeah. I have one more that's in the Charlotte Hornets game. And it's uh, I feel really good about it too. So we know that Cade Cunningham is primed for a breakout season, not just as a scorer but as a facilitator as well. He had nine assists last game. Uh, I've got him to get eight assists. Isaiah Stewart, thirteen rebounds last game. I think he's going to be really taking another jump in the second, third year of his development. I think it's third. Is it fourth? Third year. Uh, Ten plus rebounds for him. Terry Rozier absolutely cooks the Detroit Pistons. <laughs> he's had. Uh, I think over 23 points in four out of the last eight games that he's played. Yeah. Has had 30 a couple of times, 25. So for him to get over 21 and a half, I feel like that's a pretty conservative number. And then Mark Williams, eight rebounds. He had 15 rebounds last game. I think that's a very conservative number. All those four together is 15 to one. I like no that. No Brandon Miller in there? Come on. Not yeah, your you guy? Know me. I stay away None from None of your guy? And his wrongful death suit. It's, uh, I mean, it, this is that early spot, right? You're we're yeah. really finding a lot of numbers where you just go, oh, I can't believe this is. 25 wins 400. Yeah, I mean, and, and 
I just I am a little bit. I'm glad you at least felt the same way, so I know that it's a reasonable re- thing that's to be. That's a good parlay. Yeah, I just I'm worried about Nuggets starters sitting. Like I'm that's the only for thing. I'm for yeah. Us. Well, we both have a lot of similar yeah, ones in there, and that us. was completely unsolicited too. I was literally gonna text no you. No collusion. Or I anything. know. I was gonna text you though because I thought I was like. The Michael Porter Jr. thing, like I was, uh, like he was my guy in the playoffs last year, double doubles and everything. I was like, I bet you Trista's back on Michael Porter that Jr. Age. again tonight. I knew, like I could just, I could feel the MPJ energy there. But yeah, that's the the Nuggets are really good, and that's why, like yeah. when you say. Uh, you, the, Oh yeah, well you know it's chalky, and I'll take the Nuggets. Yeah, that's that's not a bad They're choice. They're really good. They're, yeah. They score. They have the best so player on the planet. Yeah. My question for you guys is, uh, from a matchup perspective, I sent this little parlay around, and the one thing that people were scared of was the KCP fifteen plus because he's going to be guarding guys like Desmond uh-huh. Bain now instead yeah. of instead of uh, my man. Uh, from the Arkansas, Austin Reeves. And he's going to be guarded by either Desmond Bain or Marcus Smart. I don't know. I think Marcus Smart might be a little bit less defensively capable than he was in the, in mm-hmm. the Boston Celtics system. I mean, they had a, yeah, they had a great system, and you got other guys yeah. around him, too, for and sure. And I think he's going to play high minutes, but are either one of you a little worried about KCP tonight? A little bit, but I'm still scared that I took too many threes on um, Jamal Murray. I'll be honest with you; it's lingering between those two. KCP. That's why I went ten, 10 and not fifteen. Is good. Yeah, the fifth. But listen, so to get these prices, sometimes if you want to yeah. go and have like one aggressive, it is kind of fun to have like just one aggressive one, put a little yeah. sprinkle yeah. on it because like, it's called again, the jumbo. That's it, and you hit once every month, even. Well, you, she's at like three like, of these. That's what I mean. So, so she's why are you got asking it in her budget. Yeah, she, that's what I'm well, saying. Careful, careful. You know how the betting gods. Let's you know not. Let's not. Yeah, but even if you lose, you know, I mean, you right. hit, like you said, I'm you're so far good. up on them, though. I got uh, one really quick one. Right. The game's not until later, but I'm going to throw it out right now, just in case the number changes. I'm going to take the Kings, but I'm going to take them in the first half. They're one and a half point favorites. No Draymond. Uh, he's got an ankle issue. He missed the first game because he literally stomped on Sabonis's chest. I just think this is a revenge game for the Kings. Yeah. I think they're going to be ready to go. Yeah. I like the first half better just because the full game is now three and a half. I'd like to just get in and out one and a half and uh, drive home with some money in my pocket, stop over at MGM, and then bet a little bit more on Purdue football tomorrow because they're winning that game outright. I don't know if you guys have seen Nebraska's injury report, but they have three offensive linemen out, uh, two running backs out, two of their top wide receivers Mm -hmm. out, and that's not a very good offense with those guys. Purdue's going to be motivated for this one, kids, so uh, hopefully the Kings get it done. And that's all I got in NBA tonight. I was looking at some player props. But I don't feel great about anything tonight. Was tempted to bet the Bulls. They had a players-only meeting already. Kind of like the Cavs the tonight. What? Some of the rumors. You didn't hear this? Which ones? The one that, that the Chicago Bulls are going after James Harden. No, I didn't hear this. Yes. I heard that maybe Caruso is going to get moved. James Harden to maybe the Chicago the... Bulls. I do not hate that. I do. Actually at all. I mean, if you're the Bulls, you need to shake something up. This is what they always do, though. Yeah, James Harden a decade ago would have been awesome. Just like Dwayne Wade in like the year 2004 would have been great, but they got him 10 years late. As as someone that's been a fan of teams that do the same thing, I know exactly how it feels. But listen, here's what you could do, though. He's in the last year of his deal. You don't. Yeah. What if like this is a this is a last ditch? Let's see what we can do, and then if it doesn't work. The Bulls maybe have some cap space. You get rid of some of those contracts, and you get a chance Williams to rebuild. Yeah, another guy that can't shoot. First. Like Demar, like they don't have any three-point shooting in the year two thousand twenty. James Harden can shoot. He can shoot threes yeah, once every four shoot. games. Yes, but then he goes one for nine. It's really one all about for his legs. You know, you never know if he's got his sea legs or not. Okay, you guys take him in Portland. I don't want. <laughs> I don't. We're rebuilding. Ryan. I'm, yeah, I want to rebuild too. I definitely don't want to keep running You're it back. You're never going to rebuild again. All right, Aaron Gordon, and it's time. 
beast him. Oh, my God. Oh, he just got blocked. That's not good. All right, so we do have some injury stuff that came out with the NFL. That's, uh, I mean, Brock Purdy's questionable. I think we kind of knew that was going to be the case. I don't think he's going to play. Nobody really thinks he's going to play. Uh, Trent Williams is up in the air. Sounds like he's probably not. Debo Samuel's already out. I mean, after that, Justin Fields is out. Tannehill's out. Jerome Ford. Then now they're kind of leaving this open with this sprained ankle. They were surprised at how well he ran today. So he's at least questionable. Daniel Jones is out. Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed back in. And uh, Jalen Ramsey looks like he's going to make his debut for Miami this weekend, too, against one of the best offenses in the NFL in those New England Patriots. Yeah, really quick on that <laughs> Bengals 49ers game, because I did bet the Bengals five and a half. I, if I want to take San Francisco, or if anybody wants to bet San Francisco, there's no reason to bet them at four, mm-hmm. because I don't think all those guys are going to play. Like you said, if Trent Williams gets ruled out, if Two of these guys are ruled out, or maybe even Trent Williams. He's a half a point to the market, but mm. we could get to two and a half, maybe three, in a cheaper money line price if you like San Francisco in the game, rather than betting it on a Friday or Saturday minus two ten. Because I think that'll go down to maybe two and a half if Trent Williams can't go, you know, and some of these other, and then Purdy as well. And I don't think there's that much of a drop off from Purdy to Darnold, but I don't want to bet Darnold you. without Trent Williams. Right. You know what I mean? I, I we mean, don't know what it, any of these quarterbacks are without Trent so Williams. So, th- th- I'm just probably going to stick with the Bengals um, if uh, that's the situation. But if Trent Williams plays in this game with Sam Darnold and we get a cheap money line mm-hmm. price, I'll play Cincinnati plus five and he, a half Niners money line because I still think the Niners will win this game if Trent Williams goes. That's yeah. how important he it, is. It doesn't sound... I mean, it doesn't sound... Like, they're overly confident, but you know how this stuff can change. I mean, they were talking about Jerome Ford missing weeks, and he might play this weekend. Christian McCaffrey's rushing plus receiving yards has ballooned. 105 and a half. It's a big number. But I feel like you could still take the over and be relatively comfortable with it. But Mm. it's big. It's a big number. The problem with him is that, like, you don't know what his role is going to be week by week at times, right? Like, sometimes he's going to get more carries. Sometimes they use him more as a receiver. And it really just depends. Yeah. So as long as the numbers come through and hit, it doesn't matter. But I feel like it's finally gotten to the level where I'm like, you know what? There's other numbers I'm more comfortable with than that 105 and a half. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm there. Anyone with you over a hundred yards? I'm looking I have at it right great, now. Yeah, great pause. On. Yeah, even though it's too different, it's rushing and receiving. It's yeah. like you still just worry. Just like and, James Cook the other night. I just don't yeah, want to go under yeah. ever on McCaffrey. Though. He did hit yeah. though. He went over. He well, did. he went over the seventy, not seventy six. Right. So I got the seventy, not the seventy six when it closed. Alternate number, yeah. No, no, it wasn't alternate. It oh, opened at seventy 70. and a half. I got, got it when it, it opened. The seventy six was what it came in, and like that night, I, I was like, oh man, opportunity, baby. I'm telling you what, you got to hit some of these early. Is that right, Luke? You okay, buddy? <laughs> right. Real quick, um, just watching the Pistons up here, Cade Cunningham had 30 points. I feel better already about him as most improved player. Like, if that continues, yeah. I mean, he's so good. He's just got to stay healthy. The yeah. Pistons have some good young talent. They do. I mean, it's they're playing the Hornets tonight right now, so it's not like there's not going to be any defense, and they'll probably go off and do well, the one and O Hornets. Well, though. you're right, but the Hornets don't play any defense. You know so what? These, w over the Hawks. <laughs> these Atlanta Hawks are just I cannot believe oh. what they're going to be. I am so out. I think Quinn Snyder is going to really decide that it's time to move away from Trey Young. I think it's just a matter of time. Or he's just going to regret taking the job. He could have had a lot of different yep. jobs. I don't know why. I, I, that to me was a complete. When you got a coach killer and Trey Young, that goes one of nine from three every other night. You want to talk about James Harden struggling from three night after night, or being a roller coaster? I'll take Trey Young in Chicago over. Uh, I mean, James yeah, Harden. I would take Trey Young over James Harden too because he's at least younger. Get that deal done, AJ. but yeah, <laughs> I'd be cool with that. Good luck yeah. with that. But what, yeah. what are you? What are you sending? Vooch and uh, yeah, a couple of firsts. That'll get it done. I don't even know what you could send, honestly. Kobe White. 
I don't know. I don't know what you would send. I, I don't know. Uh, this is how all these trades go, though. You're, you want, you're trying to get rid of your trash. And Caruso? Like, you don't want that. No. I, I, I don't think that's Throw him in there, either. right? Keep Patrick going. Williams? Keep going. Uh, Vooch? Oh, that's one rebound Maybe for that too. man. Uh, they could have Levine, to be honest. I wouldn't have brought him back. Yeah. Go ahead, Aaron. There you go. Don't let him. All right, Thor Nystrom going to yeah. take us through the biggest college football games this weekend next. It's time for our hosting trifecta to take a break. We'll be right back with more on BetMGM Tonight. Presented by BetMGM. Live from BetQL.
first betting thought was, Ken, and we can have like an actual like on-court discussion also. That's the really fun part about this. Uh, Milwaukee is the favorite to win the championship, almost like Milwaukee should be a bigger favorite. And I get that Holiday's an incredible defensive player, and Milwaukee loses something defensively. Also, like, they blew late leads against Miami in the first-round series. Like, that's literally never happening with Lillard on the court also. So maybe regular season they won't be as good, and, like, I don't know if you agree or disagree with that, but playoffs, man, it, I think it's going to be really tough to go against this team, at least against other teams in the Eastern Conference, Ken, before they get to an NBA championship if they get there. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned, like, Philly's got Embiid, and we'll see what happens with that. Sorry, one of them came in the end of that game. Jordan Addison, 95, two touchdowns. Now, back to Bet MGM tonight. Here are Nick Ashu, Trista Crick, and Ryan Horvath on the BetQL Network, presented by Bet MGM. There's a lot going on in this Nuggets-Grizzlies game right now. First off, there's less than seven minutes to go, and it's 6-4. to four. Secondly, Michael Porter Jr. has seven rebounds. The problem is, Trista, I know we're getting excited. We're both on that. Uh, what I'm concerned about is last night, I had Yusuf Nurkic as the last leg of a five-leg parlay, plus 788. Everything hit. Nice. And I just needed 10-plus rebounds from Nurkic. Guess who had seven rebounds in the first quarter and finished with nine? That would be Yusuf Nurkic. Yeah. And I missed it by one rebound. So I would love to get excited about Michael Porter Jr. I bet it, too. But I've seen this before, and it makes me a little bit nervous. Well, we got bad numbers, though, because I saw Joe Delera, who came on the show, had eight and a half. A lot of people had the eight and a half. No, I I jumped mine up. I got the the eight and a half was there. I, I bumped it up to 10 for the parlay. Oh, I bet it last minute, and it did bounce to nine and a half. So it did. Okay, so eight and a half was when I did bet it individually, Because I lost, too. Yeah, Yeah, I bet that just eight and a half separately. But the parlay is what I cared about. And it's funny, because I watched the game when I got home, because AD, when I got home, once again, was stuck at 23, even though he had 17 going into the third quarter. And uh, he luckily went over, so... I didn't have to get too angry about the Nurk prop, but I, I wasn't happy, and, and that's 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 what always happens to me, man. That's why I love football so much. That's why you know what college football tomorrow. I can't. There wait, you go. Boys. We bring on Thor Nystrom now. Fantasy pros and, and betting pros. Uh, I mean, it's you know it's it's a little bit of a. It feels like a little bit of a, a quieter weekend in college football, but only like slightly, right? You know what? What you hit already? That's eight rebounds. Oh, eight rebounds. For okay. Porter, there you go. Just like that, it already happens. Uh, Utah, Oregon, though. Thor is the one I think a lot of people have circled if you're looking for just a matchup. Two top 25 teams. Two obviously with you know the, the Pac-12 this year has just been absolutely incredible. So let's just look at that from a big picture here first. We know what Oregon can do offensively. We also know what they can do defensively. Can they cover the six and a half in that game? Uh, I'm going to take the points with Utah in that game. Okay. Uh, yeah, we do. Boo! We do know what Oregon. Yeah. Well, <laughs> hey, uh, this is a duck. Know, Don't let this duck boo you, Thor. Don't let this former Oregon duck over here boo you. She's she's just just ignore her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Oregon going on the road. I I do think they can grind out a a, a win here, but uh, by margin, I'm not sure against a Utah team where we've seen it do it, uh, them do it to so many good teams. And they're going to be able to run the ball on Oregon, I think. Oregon has a really good pass defense, um, a better pass defense, I think, than they even had last year when they had Christian Gonzalez. So, you know, you, you tip the cap to them for that. But I do think Utah is going to be able to establish the the, the run here. And Utah obviously has a, a very, very good defense. They're going to be able to suppress the scoring, turn it a bit into a rock fight. I'll take the six-and-a-half points with a team that plays very, very well at home. 
I'm curious. I don't know if you saw what Alex Smith had to say about Utah. They're going to be bullying Oregon around and that they've been brewing something there for a long time. I felt that to, to be very disrespectful. I don't think that they've seen an offense quite as potent as Oregon with his balanced defense because USC, obviously, terrible defensively. Um, do you see this as a high-scoring game or a low-scoring game? I see it as a low-scoring game, and yeah, that's that's a bit dismissive. Uh, Oregon plays a bit of bully ball than themselves. I, I I think it's it's two bullies going up against each other. But I I don't I don't think that Oregon is going to be able to assert their will in the same way where I don't think that that Utah is going to be able to assert their will. I, I think it's it's two barroom brawlers that are just going to stand in the middle of the ring and and just beat each other up. Thor, what do you think about Oklahoma-Kansas? I actually bet some Kansas at 10. We're down to 9 here. Oklahoma got tested last week against Central Florida, obviously. You know, Kansas, they don't play a whole lot of defense, but I love the play calling. Looks like Jason Bean's going to get the start again. Um, total 65.5. Anything in this one that you like? I'm with you on, on all accounts there. I, I got Kansas plus 10 earlier in the week. I, I saw that it had gotten down to 9. Maybe it's it's you know been bought up to 9.5 now, something like that. I, I haven't seen what it is live, but something like that. Um, but yeah, with you on all those accounts, Kansas can do a lot of the same sorts of uh, things that give that gave OU fits last week. The UCF did. OU is a bottom twenty defense in the nation against play action. UCF does a lot of that stuff. KU uh, does play action at a top twenty clip in the nation. Uh, they, they've been doing even more of it with Jason Bean behind center. Jason Bean has a lot of similarities to Jalen Daniels, the, the injured starter. Um, it's just he makes a, a couple more mistakes per game. Generally, they can mitigate uh, those mistakes, but you, you do have a, a slightly uh, more elevated uh, turnover uh, margin with him. But the explosive plays are still there, and, and the, the offense still uh, runs at a, at a very efficient uh, clip with him as well. Jason Bean now has been there for three years. I believe he started 17 games in that Kansas offensive system. They run a lot of misdirection there. You have a lot of pre-snap motion. Again, a lot of the different stuff that you see with Gus Malzahn's offense at UCF, stuff that, that basically, in effect, can neutralize a lot of the stuff that Brent Venables likes to do on his defenses with, with the replacer blitzes, uh, the, the exotic blitzes that, that Venables likes to do. Yeah, Those blitzes that Venables likes to do, they take a bit of time to develop. And when you have an offense that does that sort of stuff that UCF and Kansas does, they're looking to get the ball very quickly to the side of the field where they have the numbers advantage. Think about the, the amount of time that those replacer blitzes, those exotic blitzes, that they take to develop on their end, their side of the You can see why it would be effective, that kind of stuff, against the Venables defense. I think Kansas' offense is going to have success. I believe they will give Oklahoma a scare. I'm not going to call for it to be an outright upset because I'm a Kansas alum. I don't want to come across as biased. <laughs> But I do think they will give them a scare. If you're going to give me 10 points, you're going to give me 9 points, I'm going to take them. Thor, what about this Duke-Louisville game? I mean, we're, we, I mean Riley Leonard is I, I, seems like he's going to play, right? Unless there's, it's been made official and I haven't seen it at this point. I mean, he's, if he's banged up and not 100%. I mean, how are you approaching that game with that status kind of, even if he's playing, you know, he's not going to be maybe the full Riley Leonard? For me, the the play in that one, even if Leonard is going, and and maybe you know with, with this angle, I you, I would wait a little bit because I'm I'm guessing. Takes here. We'll let him I'm, let him rip a little bit. Let's. The, is going to be absolutely awesome. Remove the one seed. Remove the two seed. Who are they supposed to lose to? You know what? Carver's gonna dribble it out. You lost. It's over. What does he think? He is Kobe Bryant's? Like what That's, was that? So I. 
I don't think I've ever seen an end game like that before. But that's literally like, I am watching this game and must bet money on it. 10? 15 and a half. <laughs> so like literally no one's playing. Hey, you know who else is thinking about this stuff? Everyone else. I'm fantasizing about week one NFL Sunday. Check about weeknights here on the BetQL Network. I don't, I don't disagree with you there. Bet MGM tonight. Join us for live sweats. Oh! Yes! Let's go, Kansas 80, State. That was a big balls three. Three minutes ago. Big balls three. Instant reaction. This is an unbelievable... doesn't generate any downfield passes, so they're not going to be able to generate the, the offense on them either. Louisville has a solid run defense, and Duke loves to run the ball, regardless of who is under center. This feels like an under game for me. It's hard for me to, to put a referendum on the side because because of the Duke quarterback situation as is right now. Mm. Speaking of San Harmon, Hartman and Notre Dame, they play Pitt at the crib as 20.5-point favorites. Pitt has just, Thor, been absolutely abysmal against the spread. I think they've only covered once. Even when they're favorites, they're losing games outright. When they're slight underdogs, they're getting straight bulldozed. Would you rather take Notre Dame uh, against the spread, or would you rather take the under in this game? I wouldn't bet on Pitt again this season with a gun to my head. I wouldn't bet on Pitt with somebody else's money. I bet their win the total over, season. Thor. <laughs> yeah, like, even if it was a clockwork orange situation with my eyelids propped up, I will not watch Pitt football again this season. I've been subjected to it too much. It's At this point, I would consider it a human rights violation. I, for, in this game, it's, it's Notre Dame or nothing. Um, I couldn't believe that the, the end for me with Pitt was when I was on them against the Wake Forest team because I'd been tipped off earlier in the week that the top two Wake Forest quarterbacks were not going to play. And, and you have this guy who has six career passing attempts, who is a converted safety, their quarterback three, on an offense that was already terrible for Wake Forest, that he was going to be starting. And, of course, Pitt was, was going to beat that team, and, and they were up until the, the very last drive. And then Pitt allows that kid to go 70 yards in like 40 seconds to beat him for a, a touchdown drive. That pit team, something is seriously, seriously wrong with them, and now they've gone to this below kid. Um, I, I, I think Notre Dame is going to drum uh, Pitt in that game, so it's Notre Dame or nothing. What about, uh, man, I mean, there's so many games. What's actually your favorite side this week? Because I want to get to all these big games. We've got a couple minutes left here. What would you say your favorite side is out of all these that we haven't hit yet? I'm coming to you guys from Minneapolis. My favorite side this week is Michigan State. Uh, that yes. Minnesota team is terrible. They are coming off uh, a win that they have been celebrating like they, they won 10 consecutive Super Bowls against uh, Iowa at Kinnick Stadium is the first win that P.J. Fleck had ever had over Iowa. Uh, PJ Kirk Ferentz has been like you know his boogeyman or whatever. Minnesota was handed that game by the refs and a, and a rule, by the way, that should not be on the books that nobody understands that is rarely called that the refs weren't even looking for on the, the the replay. They went to look and see if the kid had stepped out of bounds on this punt return that, you know, for all intents and purposes, had won the game for Iowa. And then they happened to notice that his offhand, you know, was, was waving his teammates off, poison, poison, poison. When, you know, and then they were like, oh, yeah, isn't there a rule on the books that, you know, technically that should, you know, nullify, you know, whatever. Um, and, and so because of that, you know, that Minnesota wins, whatever. They're smoking stogies in the, in the locker room after <laughs> yeah. that game. One of the kids, by the way, was smoking a cigarette in there. That, you know, then, you know, that was kind of funny. You know, people had fun with that. That's why I love uh, the Midwest store. <laughs> yeah, you know, all the pictures on social media, Floyd of Rosedale. It's, the, the celebration has not stopped. 
Now they welcome in this two and five Michigan State team that you know appears to be shot. They, you know the, the scandal, all this different stuff. But if you peel back the curtain, Michigan State qualitatively essentially is Minnesota's equal in almost every single facet. It's just Michigan State has played a far tougher strength of schedule. But by all the advanced numbers, they're essentially equals. And Minnesota is coming off this, uh, you, you know, it's an all-time letdown uh, spot, the deflation spot coming off that. And again, they didn't even deserve to win that game. It was It was just handed to them. I also believe, from what I'm hearing, I don't think Darius Taylor is going to be playing in that game for Minnesota, the, the star wow. running back. They also, their backup running back, Bryce Williams, is already out for the season. In addition to that, Sean Tyler, the, the veteran that they had come in, they don't trust him. He has been uh, buried deep on, on the, you know, in their doghouse. And then the other one, Zach Evans, he's been banged up. Those are their top four running backs, and they can't pass because Cali Manis stinks. He's a bust. So, I mean, that's in their defense is way, way down this year. So I, I think Michigan State springs the upset. You're getting seven wow. points if you want them. Mm. I, I think Michigan State wins that game on Saturday. Wow. Uh, we're talking to Thor Nystrom, BetMGM tonight. Uh, Colorado's at UCLA, and you want to talk about deflation a little bit. I mean, the, the excitement around Colorado at the beginning of the season, rightfully so, is kind of leveled out somewhat. They've already exceeded expectations, but their offense now looks a little shaky. We got a great defense in UCLA other than what the 36 points they gave up against uh, Oregon State. Does this just kind of have that feel of really strong defense up against now struggling offense where Colorado could just be in big trouble? They're 15 and a half point dogs in this. Wow, that moved a lot. Yeah, Ben has got a yeah. 15 and a half now. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of surprised at the line movement coming down. Um, this, you know, and, and, and I'm a guy that bet on Colorado a lot at the beginning of the season. Um, they're a matchup specific team and this is a bad matchup and it's a bad matchup because UCLA has a really, really good pass defense. They also have a really good pass rush. Colorado does not have good pass protection. As you guys know, Shadir Sanders constantly under duress and he admirably stands in the pocket and keeps his eyes downfield and he has a really good feel for it, stepping up in the pocket, stuff like that. One of the reasons why I'm bullish on him as an NFL prospect, but in this game, UCLA's pass rush will be on him the entire game and they will get home going to put Colorado further and further back. They're going to be in third and long situation, different stuff like that. And then uh, Shadir's going to have to put the ball up for grabs at times to these defensive backs that know how to get their, their hands on balls. So, you know, because of that, um, the, the one trepidation, and maybe this is why the market has, has you know, put some money on, on Colorado gear, because it feels like more than public money for the, the line to move that much. The UCLA quarterback situation is, is sort of up in the air. You know, you, you already had the, the, the second-third stringer, Colin Schley, I know he was already hurt. Last week they had gone to Garbers. Garbers gets banged up. Are they going to have to go back to Dante Moore? We don't know yeah. really why Dante Moore got benched. There's a weird situation with him and Chip right now that I don't really know what's going on there. I'm not sure why he got benched. Why were you starting him in the first place if you are just going to bench him this late in the season? He's your prize freshman. So I'm not sure exactly what's going on there. But just as far as a stylistic matchup, this is not a good one for Colorado. And and I thought, by the way, that 17 was an objectively fair spread, at least my system did. So I would lean UCLA, all things considered, but that's just me. Thor, we got about 30 seconds. What do you think happens in this whole Michigan scandal? Um... I think that I, I think you know obviously Stallion is going to be the sacrificial lamb. I think they they slap the wrist of one of the coordinators, and I think the ultimate penalty for Michigan is that the Harbaugh's will leave. Um, they might give them a small sanction out the door, but that is going to be the actual penalty 
felt. And it's it's really too bad because it's you know what honestly should this rule should have been instituted a long time ago about putting the communications in the helmet. This is a this is something that the NCA and the coaches have done to themselves because the coaches wanted the hand signals. The, the, the coaches that that wanted to pilfer the hand signals, they they wanted this system in place so that they could steal them. So I mean, it's it's just a stupid system that we have. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It is. It's, it's, high, it's ridiculous that it's even a thing at this point. Thor Nystrom, great to talk to you, man. Thanks for coming on with Thanks, us, man. Appreciate y'all. Check out his stuff over at Betting Pros as well. Great Never stuff. agreed with anybody more than <laughs> Thor. So either me and him are getting rich this weekend, yeah. or we're going to be living with Luke. All based on Michigan State. We got All big Michigan on. State. Is that why you got your green on I right bet, now? I bet a crappy number with UCLA. I'm fine with that, man. And yeah. I know what's up with Dante yeah. Moore. I can tell you guys. You I'd can like tell us know. next. It's been MGM tonight. Certainly. Tristan, Nick, and Ryan are taking a break to catch up on their bets. Don't go anywhere. There's plenty more on BetMGM tonight. Presented by BetMGM. Live from BetQL. Harden and like that whole mess, right? It just seems like it's it's like not destined to go great in the postseason again for Joel Embiid, but he's certainly that kind of a player. Uh, the other player in the East who would fit that description, aside from the two players in Milwaukee, would, would be Jimmy Butler, actually, who we kind of thought was going to get teamed up with, with Damian Lillard. It's worth noting that the first team that's now rumored to be in the mix for Drew Holiday, kind of like the leftover from this trade that Portland's trying to get rid of, is Miami. So uh, Miami he, may he just culture. actually like, go after a Right. Well, Miami may just like, go, oh, cool, like perfect. we didn't get Lillard and have to trade. Now we'll just go get Drew Holiday, who's awesome, by the yeah. way. So like the, the, the Milwaukee thing, like Dame Lillard's a huge name. And I think like, okay, like pull 100 people who know the NBA better than I do. Who's better, Dame Lillard or Drew Holiday? Like they're all going to pick Lillard. But like, it's, it's not like you went from a nobody to an all-star or like a nobody to an MVP. And so like now you have this extra player. Like you, you took the core of a team and you went from like a third team all nba like all star level player to a slightly better player like that's what you did like that's all that happened <laughs> like like it's dame lillard so it's the name and instagram and twitter and like nba people talking like you went from like a third team all nba fringe like definitely all star caliber player to like an all nba caliber player like you upgraded that one position that much and lost depth in order to do it and you have a new coach adrian griffin who we've never seen do anything before seems to me that for the health of the Colts, it is way more important to figure out what you have in your rookie starting quarterback than it is to just try and win as many football games as possible. Like if Gardner Minshew uh, does go on a bit of a run here, or at least plays well enough for the Colts to be in contention, I don't know if that should matter here. I think Anthony Richardson should still come back whenever he is ready. And if that's the case, then, okay, they might be sacrificing some wins because of that decision. But I think for the long-term health of the franchise, that is the better approach. And so, therefore, I'm likelier to take the under 7.5 because for the long-term of the franchise, it's the better play. Oh, 100%. I wouldn't even consider going over 7.5, laying a price here with the Indianapolis Colts. Like, look, the way that they're probably looking at it is, all right, we got our coach. I love our coach, Shane Steichen. Okay, we think we got our franchise quarterback. 
We'll find out if we have a franchise quarterback. But we're also going through this period right now. Jonathan Taylor's about to leave. He's going to come back, and we assume he's going to play the rest of the year. But after this year, it's done with Jonathan Taylor. It's done. They need to surround for them to win long-term. Richardson with great weapons. And they've been looking for that number one receiver, oh, in every single draft, it feels like, since Marvin Harrison left, right? Um, so they're going to need to find that. They're going to go back to rebuilding that offensive line, which was a strength not too long ago. They're going to get back to that and put Richardson in a great position to succeed. So they don't believe that, I, at least my thinking is, that the Colts aren't thinking, okay, Richardson's just going to lift us up and we can win and off with the vision and off we go to the top of the AFC. Like they understand this is going to be a bit of a process. It's like it's safe. So there's not brand new head coach. There's not going to be any heat there, but everybody seems to love the guy at seven and a half. I think you're right. I think that's, that's an underplay and under an underplay only. And that win that Minshew did get, like that was his first win in a very long time. I think he had a one in 11 record. I know we don't do quarterback record, but just, just pointing that out that he wasn't winning games until that big surprise that we saw over the weekend. Let's talk about some unders. Some that I wrote down, see if anything jumps out. We we're just talking about the Titans. What about the Titans number? They start one and two. They get trounced by Cleveland over the weekend. They've got the Bengals next, Ravens in a couple of weeks. The Titans number seven and a half. I would only I, consider on, they can't do anything on offense. Right. Yeah. And the defense is spotty. And Bad Derrick Henry, defense. yeah, like, he'll get better. I think the rushing attack will get better. That's probably the one thing that concerns me. But seven and a half still seems like a high number. Like, if we're six and a half, five and a half, then you have to go over there. But seven and a half, I think, is just a little too much. But at minus 110, I think it's okay as a play, but it's not one that I love. We're back with Trista, Ryan, and Nick on BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Pistons already all over the Hornets, 36-21. Luke bet the Hornets. Beating the piss out of him. Sorry, buddy. I see what you did there. No, Luke, you might be on the right side, though. My theory is you want to be down 15 at least in the second quarter. And you know, there. sometimes teams just get blown out. Your theory doesn't work every time, okay? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Guys, is, You're right. is Brandon Miller maybe better than Scoo Henderson right now? No, I mean, I don't know. It's You can't go off one game. Two games? Get two, one, two, it's the same thing in the NBA. He has 10 points already. Brandon Miller's a good player. I, I know you don't want to see it. Brandon Miller's good. I would have drafted Brandon Miller over Scoot. No, that you was, wouldn't have. Yeah, that was my hot take. I, I liked Brandon Miller. Everybody. You did not say that. Everybody shamed me into like sure. hating we him. To, whoa, whoa, whoa! I've been. I like. I was with that. you on yeah, Brandon we Miller. Were, yeah, yeah I was on the Brandon Miller train. That, that Charlotte should have drafted him before Scoot. I think we did Wait, actually. No, you did not. No, I just said I really like Brandon I Miller. I said I, I said I thought he was a good fit in Charlotte. Yes. I said he was. That's exactly what they need: a wing that can shoot threes, defend. Like that's that he made sense for them. I just I I think his game can translate, but I think there's obviously stuff like everybody's got to work on. But no, I didn't I didn't say that he I would take him over Scoot necessarily. But to me, it's not necessarily just like it was also just the fit for some of these guys. Again, I think Scoot fits really well with this Hornets team. They're terrible, but like I think he was the right pick for them. Yeah, I mean Portland. Uh, yes, Port- No, I meant yes, Portland. I meant Brandon Miller, Brandon and, uh, Miller and, Hornets. and yeah, I'm watching sitting here watching the Hornets. Uh, my brain's everywhere. I right like now. Brandon so Miller as a player, but he doesn't get to come on to the Horvat boss. The Horvat boss. There's a couple guys on that bus, okay. right? 
Zion. It's a small bus. Zion's on the bus, okay. right? You can't fit many people on the bus if Zion's on the bus. I see what you did there. He lo- did you see that windmill the other night? Dude, you always fall for this. Yeah, he Don't do this to good, yourself one again. One good dunk and all of a sudden Ryan's Zion is staying Zion healthy, train. kids. Zion is staying healthy You're this such year. an optimist. I love uh, and you. you know what? I appreciate that about yeah. him. I do. I, He's going to stay healthy. He's going to stay that. in great shape. He might win MVP. He might mess around and win MVP this year, guys. Um, but he's on the bus, definitely. Yeah. And uh, Josh Giddy also on that bus. I do love Giddy. You know Giddy Giddy's in- game's great. You know what's incredible is it feels like Denver just does not want to play their stars tonight. Feels like they're playing a lot of these role players. Yeah. They do not respect Memphis whatsoever. I'm looking at the minutes here yep. for Denver. Well, Jamal Murray's played 11. Yeah, but Michael Porter Jr. seven. Mm-hmm. Aaron Gordon nine. Yep. That's really it. Those are the ones. Those are the main ones. Yeah, because I feel like Gordon usually KCP plays 10. lower minutes. Yeah. Yeah. We need KCP to start doing more, something here. More things. He's, He's 0 for doing, 2. Doing nothing right now. Yeah, we got we got nothing from him right now. But yeah, I mean, this is you know, look, the Nuggets are. They, they know that the, as long as the second half, to keep this close if they need to on the road in the second half, you get your guys out there more. If they're managing a couple minutes for a couple guys early. Nicole Jokic you know, has two points right now. Yeah, he's been really quiet. Just too quiet, so, like a cricket. Like a cricket. Uh, we got a bunch of games just actually tipping off now. Knicks and Hawks, Heat and Celtics as well. Actually, we need to get that on one of the TVs here. Yeah, we here. need to get the Boston Celtics on here. This is, this Luke, is, you got oh, one. I don't know you you got to get the World we Series like, turn on, these on first, though. It's going to be a whole I thing. I had a hard time, and they were turning the other ones hey, off. Hey, Luke, do something. Turn the TVs on. Can you do your job, Luke? <laughs> Can you do something? Bill Belichick he take, over here. He takes Come all on. the abuse with a smile, Tom too. Until the last minute when he's in a bad mood and he just throws something at us. We don't have 11 on our on our roster or in the game at one point in time. Uh, we only have four. So I'm going to need you to do your <laughs> one-fourth by turning on these two TVs below. Yeah, we also need Can Florida Atlantic and Charlotte on. That game already started. I don't Can have anything count? in it, but... We don't need that football game on. We that only need Florida no, Atlantic to win. on it, we're not watching we're not we, No, we do. We got the over on. on the win total for the Owls. No, that's not going to work. With no. Casey Thompson no. out for no. the season. We're on our backup quarterback. No, They're one got, and a half point favorites listen, right now. We've suffered through so many Ooh. UTEP and Sam, Sam Houston, Houston State games. No. Yeah, because you've got the... I'll counter. I'll counter. Okay, college football, no TV tonight, unfortunately. Okay. But all right, the World Series does get a television. Yeah, well, yeah, we've got to, we've got to put that More on. Horvat yeah. baseball is back, and we got one for you tonight, well, kids. We obviously need that somewhere. We are going under. The game starts in 16 minutes. Diamondbacks are going with Zach Gallen, and I think this is going to be a lower scoring game. In fact, my predicted score would be three to two. Rangers eight and a half is the total right now. Rangers are minus 160 favorites in mm-hmm. the game. I uh, I'm done betting against the Diamondbacks. In the postseason, are now you I'm just all kinda, the way in on the train? Now I'm just kind of cheering for him. You know, um, I don't want to fade him. I don't really have an angle here. I just, I think it's going to be a lower scoring game here, game one. So uh, give me the under, really, really small, under eight and a half. All right, can I tempt you just on any of these? Can I tempt you on any of these last minute props? Yeah, hit me with something. Here good. are the most bet player props tonight. Nathan Evaldi over 15 and a half outs. I do like that. Okay, I like that too. If you get if you get a little longevity from him in that game, get a get a quality start. You'll hit over that. Uh, Zach Gallen over four and a half strikeouts. I don't want to do that. It's it's all right. What about just over fifteen and a half outs for Gallen? I like the pitching outs more. So we're expecting Ivaldi and Gallen to go, you know, go a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah. Game one. Yeah, game one. I'm thinking so. And then uh, what about a Garcia or Seager hitting a home run? All right, plus so. two ten and plus one forty five. I don't want to do any home run props. All Let right. me look. All right, so 
Mar- Marcus Simeon actually five for eight in his Those career. Those are just the most bet props. That's yeah, what I'm yeah, I know, so, I know. Yeah, everybody loves home run props. We know that. I don't so. want to be on the most bet, but I do. Right. I do. I have been considering. I should say a Marcus Simeon over one and a half total bags prop. He's five for eight in his career against Gallon, the one guy in this lineup who's had some success. He's got an RBI. He struck out once. He's hitting 625 against him. The only other guy that's faced him more than 10 times is Corey Seager. He's 7 for 21 in his career, and he struck out six times. Hits 333. Give me a... I'm going to look it up right now. Give me a Marcus Simeon over one and a half total bags. Just, right. just for a little something. It's the World Series, you know. Don't need it. On a Friday. On a Friday. You know, the way Corbin Carroll kind of finished up last series... Kind of feel like he could carry that over into this, too. I love Corbin Carroll. Me, too. I was thinking about betting him World Series MVP just to be a chalky McChalkerson. And I feel like this Diamondbacks team is a team of destiny. I faded them. Like, let's be honest. Like, in the post, I I was pretty big on the Phillies. Now that the Phillies have been eliminated, and I actually, like a lunatic, because I wasn't feeling very good last week, went back and just, like, skimmed through that series. I didn't notice what Philadelphia did while the Diamondbacks were celebrating that NLCS. The fans stayed for the entire presentation and just booed the living hell out of the Diamondbacks. <laughs> I love the people of Philadelphia that is great. more every single week, man. <laughs> I, I didn't notice that either. I went back and watched it today. That's I was like, amazing. But like, the that... entire time, just boo. It was great. Well, they're doing it on their they field. They were also I booing their, other, their own team, too, oh. off the field, oh, yeah. which was great. But, um, yeah, so I just feel like right now the Diamondbacks are that team of destiny. Like, we see this every once in a while, right? It doesn't have to be the biggest market team. It was the Kansas City Royals with Locaine and Ben Zobris and those guys. It was the Nationals. I mean, obviously, like, we're a pretty big market here. But that was a team that was in third place going into the trade deadline and then just got mm-hmm. hot at the right time. It's about the team that gets hot at the right time sometimes. And the Diamondbacks are feeling themselves. But yeah. also, I don't really want to bet against the Rangers because all season they pretty much stayed consistent. Like, there was a little bit of a drop-off. I mean, well, the, but the run the differential. Was, the last month of the season was a roller coaster for It them, was though. more just that they're in the toughest division, though. You know True. what I mean? You had the uh, the Mariners down, you know, yeah. right? And then you had the uh, Astros, obviously. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if anything, I like Corbin Carroll. I like the Diamondbacks. The first three games of last series, he was 6 of 12 with two homers. And then he was pretty much non-existent. And then Game 7, he came alive again with those three hits and two runs. Stole a couple of bases. I feel like you carry that over into the World Series, at least early on here. Yeah, he's got no career at-bats. The thing about the Diamondbacks, it's just it's funny, though, because it's kind of two different teams, right? Because the Rangers obviously spent a ton of money the last couple of off-seasons. So they're one of those big-money teams, even though they're missing one of their key pieces. (laughs) But on top of that... You then have the Diamondbacks who weren't, like, you got big bats, a lot of home runs from the Rangers. Yeah. Diamondbacks were 23rd during the regular season in home runs. But, like, they always had this way of adjusting. Yeah, Toronto man. Lavulo, the, the, their, I mean, their manager is, he's smart. Yeah, yeah. Like, he just, like, the one, it's, it's not even just the fact that he knows the right time, it seems like, to go to the bullpen. He doesn't make those mistakes that a lot of managers do. But it just feels like whatever happened during like they can they adjust with like there's a struggling player yeah. like he figures that out or yeah. they can deal with these 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 ro- these road crowds that just they don't know there's just something about this team that has this feel of They're like very gritty. yeah whatever's thrown at them they just it doesn't phase them maybe some of it is the old playing with house money we're not yeah. supposed to be your thing yeah. but that's what makes teams really really dangerous this is a team that had one of the lowest win totals for the whole entire season mm-hmm. it was like you liked them too i did i did we were talking about this early on in the season and they looked good early. We talked to maybe I think it was maybe it was Bob Nightingale and he yeah. really liked them as well. I think I remember Nightingale Steve saying Gardner. that. Yeah. So you look at this team and they add Tommy Pham at the deadline. Tommy Pham comes over from the Mets. He's been trashing the Mets. Yeah. Uh, and their intensity and their desire to win. 
and all of a sudden here they are playing up against the Ranger team that from the very beginning of this year they were kind of the team to beat. Yeah, they kind of struggled down the stretch, waned, but like for probably the first 80 games, 90 games, the Texas Rangers were the ish, like yeah. the mm-hmm. cat's meow, as they mm-hmm. would say. So, yeah, this is going to be not the most highly... Do they still say that, though? My grandma used yeah. to. So. Well, should we bring that back? I kind of like it. Cat's meow? Well, I don't know. What I was the other else. thing? It was uh, old fogies, is what you said. Fogies. Yeah. Let's bring back yeah. some old words, guys. I like that. It. Man, I mean, like, yeah, I- I'm excited for this World Series. I don't care about the market size. The Rangers haven't won a title since the franchise started play as the expansion Washington Senators. Yes. That was back in 61. <laughs> and... Arizona, they only went 84 and 78. The reason this is depressing to me as a Cubs fan is like I look at this lineup and I look at the run differential, stuff that really at the end of the day doesn't matter. And I'm like, man, my team is better. And I have to watch the Arizona Diamondbacks. But they were the sixth last seed in the postseason. And this would be, if they do end up winning the World Series, this would be uh, the second fewest wins for a series champion since 2006, right behind the St. Louis Cardinals. And that was a crazy year because, remember, they said goodbye to Albert Pujols, and I thought they were going to go away for a long time, and then there, there they were in the World Series. But it's just it's crazy that we're watching the Diamondbacks at yeah. 84 and 78. There's no the Randy World Johnson Series. out there anymore. No. My grandma would be proud. She would be so excited. She always gave this team a hard time because all the good players they would just get rid of. And, you know, she was a big Justin Upton fan. Oh, yeah, Justin she Upton. She was a big yeah. uh, Dan Heron fan. And here they are. Here they are, back in a World Series. It's been been a long, long time. Uh, Real quick, Reggie Jackson, the 12 plus points, rebounds, assists. He's got 11 points alone already right now. Oh, yeah, that's it right there. I'm a little worried about Desmond. So it wasn't KCP, it was Reggie Jackson. Yeah. Here's the thing that's happening. Uh, it's very clear that this is a role-player game. Yes. We're now seeing yes. the starters with only five minutes. That was a trouble. We're only seeing the starters with only five minutes left to go. Is that KCP? Here we go, KCP. Yep. Oh, yeah. I going to blow the bunny. No. So I'm going to blow that layup. Desmond Bain is one of eight in this game. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm that, he may He's actually be what kills. He's five from three. He's what's going to kill the parlay. He may be what kills the parlay. I'm very concerned about that. It's plenty of game left. I know. It's plenty of game. Oh, yeah. You know, it's the NBA. Like I said, look at Luke's bets even looking good three minutes later. It is true. You don't get out of bed until you're down 15 in the room. It's 45-40 right now. Nuggets <laughs> over the Grizzlies in Memphis. So. This is a stupid game. There's a lot of role players. It is a weird game just kind of watching. Right at the beginning, it was like one shot from the Grizzlies, wide open, easy rebound for Michael Porter Jr., like five straight trips down the court. And you're like, I, what am I What am I supposed to do with this at this point? So that's how you figure it out. All right. We're going to start our look at week eight of the NFL schedule coming up next. Every single game throughout the show is better here. We'll be right back in just a few. Head over to BetMGM to place a better three. This is BetMGM Tonight, presented by BetMGM. Live from BetMGM.